the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. You can hear the program each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. Good afternoon. It's a few minutes after 4. You're listening to the Tim DeMoss Show. Sorry for the little delay here. A little technical thing happening, but we're good now. How are you? Forecast calling for some sun and clouds over the rest of the afternoon. Into the evening, 88 the high, 67 the low tonight, and uh, clear skies. A lot of sun tomorrow, high up to 89. Quick peek into the weekend. Kind of cloudy both Saturday and Sunday, although you've seen that. Where it's cloudy for a while and then the sun bursts through for a bit. Wouldn't be shocked if that happened over the weekend. 91 the high Saturday and 88 on Sunday. A lot going on this hour. Before I forget, we invite you to text in to win a gift card. We're talking Duncan and Panera and Rita's and Wawa. Simple gift card, $5.60. Enough for you to get a couple of water ices or a hoagie or a couple of coffees or something like that. A little snack, a little thank you for listening. We'd like to make them a bunch of winners. So text in. All you do is uh, your name and what you prefer. And we'll draw some winners uh, at the end of the program. So get in when you can. Text line 610-500-DOVE. 610-500-3683. And those are courtesy of Briner Chevrolet in Jenkintown. A couple of guests this hour, just a little bit. Brian Smith, who joins us every once in a while. He's a manager of broadcasting and media services for the Philadelphia Flyers. Give us a little update on what's happening in hockey as the sports world slowly starts to open up. We also have Madison Pruitt, who you may know uh, her name. She was uh, in the most recent season, like the season 24, I should say, of The Bachelor. And uh, she's a believer, and she actually has a, a pretty cool endeavor that she's involved with now called Faith Social. So we'll chat with Madison for a little bit about that. And uh, before we get to any of those things, though, I want to encourage you. I was running into some folks in the last few days, including last night even, some some friends I was with, who were, you know, kind of just concerned about what's happening in the world. And I understand that. Uh, you know, it's kind of hard to escape, even if you're, you know, trusting the Lord. You're still running into people everywhere, and there's a lot, there's a lot going on in our world. Without getting into all that, just wanted to share a scripture with you and a, a song, hopefully, that will encourage you. We like to mix in music every now and again. And it's just simple, uh, from Matthew chapter 6, verse 34. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow. For tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. And John 14, 27 adds, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Just a couple of verses from Scripture to hopefully encourage you today. I want to put on a song now that kind of goes with those. It's by Ryan Stevenson. It's called Eye of the Storm. The Tim DeMoss Show, WFIL. 
In the eye of the storm, you remain in control. And in the middle of the war, you guard my soul. You alone are the anchor when my sails are torn. He renews my strength. He guides me along the right path, bringing honor to his name. Even when I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid. For you are close beside me. AM560 WFIL.com on the app. That's Ryan Stevenson. I have the storm of the Tim DeMoss show. Words of encouragement there, including from Psalm 23, tax on at the back end of the song. We'll take a quick break and keep our program rolling along. Thanks for listening in today to WFIL. You're listening to a podcast of The Tim DeMoss Show, heard weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. On AM 560 WFIL, it's The Tim DeMoss Show. It's party time! P-A-R-T. Why? Because I gotta! Wake up, Philadelphia, and let me hear you sing The orange and the black, the orange and the black Of course, the blue that we attack We are the orange and the black, the orange and the black Reload and shoot again We are the orange and the black, the orange and the black And the white, so great Let the house go flying for a fire's victory Yeah, it's a hype song the Flyers have used in the past, and they've had a bunch of good ones over the years. And today we're taking a few minutes to chat with Brian Smith, who joins us every once in a great while to talk a little Flyers. He's manager of broadcasting and media services for the team, also does broadcasting on the radio between periods of the away games. And just want to catch in with uh, catch up with Brian. How you doing, my friend? I'm pretty good. How you doing? I'm all right. How you been holding up the last uh, couple of months here? Getting some good family time oh. in, if nothing else? Yeah, yeah. It hasn't been too bad. It's been an interesting timing. Um, you know, usually our off season's a lot later unless they kind of just kind of got shifted up this year. We hope anyway. Yes. Um, but, uh, yeah, I got a lot of stuff done around the house and, uh, just trying to get ready to go for whatever is uh, next down the road here. Yeah. Speaking of which, so just, if, you know, a thing keeps changing and I'm, I'm guessing, especially not just yourself, but the rest of the folks who work for the flyers for Comcast and all the other employees, they're, they're kind of like, so what are we doing? Um, what, what do you know is the latest in terms of just what the resumption of the season is supposed to be? And I, I think there was an article recently about the um, NHL transition to phase two, uh, with teams coming back to the training facilities in small doses and all that. So I'll, you're closer to it than I am. So what what do you know in terms of the timeline of things? Yeah, that's essentially where we're at right now is what the NHL is calling Phase 2, voluntary workouts back at the team's facilities. Okay. So, um, you know, essentially what it is is uh, players are able to use the team facilities again. There's uh, – a whole list of things that have to happen in order for that to be done uh, in accordance to uh, 
NHL's protocol. There's about a, a 29 page memo that came out just on how to do phase two. <laughs> um, so uh, they're certainly being very careful, very cautious, very detailed about it. But uh, the gist of it is, is that players are permitted to skate in groups of six at the team facilities and they are, are scheduling things accordingly. So, you know, a group of six would go out at one time and then the next group of six a little later, something like that. Okay. But um, they are completely voluntary. So uh, I think what you're seeing right now around the NHL is, um, you know, a lot of players continuing to train wherever their home base is, whether that's in North America or somewhere abroad. The nature of the beast seems to be that um, players that were in the cities that they play in for whatever reason and decided to ride this out there are the ones using the team facilities. So yeah, I don't think you're seeing a lot of people necessarily come back from wherever they were to participate in this phase two, at least not right now. The the, the phase two restrictions, like I said, are, are pretty detailed. And to that effect, some teams have actually decided they're not going to open their facilities during phase two. Um, there have been a couple of teams I've seen around the league that have done that. Um, Flyers are not one of them. Voorhees is open to the players right now, whoever wants to come back and work out uh, there. You know, again, if everything goes well, they're looking at July 10th as the start of Phase 3, and again, that would be like a, a more formal training camp uh, type of atmosphere. Okay. And I think they anticipate that lasting somewhere in the two- to three-week range. Um, okay. From that point on, we're still a little bit up in the air in terms of what happens next, but um, the, the overall idea is to play the, uh, the playoffs in hub cities, which I think a lot of everybody's probably seen that discussed in both NHL and, and NBA circles. Um, those hub cities are still to be determined but the uh, the league right now is vetting locations around the NHL, okay. um, and then they'll uh, you know they'll make their decision. They don't know exactly where yet, but the idea would be that the Eastern Conference teams would go to one city, and all the games would be played there, and then the Western Conference teams would go to another city, and all those games would be played there. Brian Smith, manager, broadcasting and media services for the Philadelphia Flyers, joining us on the Tim DeMoss Show, AM five sixty WFIL dot com, and on the app. When the playoffs finally do get here, what do they settle on in, t- in terms of teams, in terms of how many? The, the, the playoffs will be 24 teams, uh, whereas uh, normally it's 16 teams. The league needed to figure out a way to be equitable to teams that still had an opportunity to get into the playoffs. It was eight games um, or so in the season, like seven or eight games were left. And yeah, so- it varied. There's 82 games in the season. Flyers, for instance, had played 69, so they still had 13 games to go. There you go. But some teams had played more and some teams had played less. So they needed to come up with a way for it to be equitable and give teams an opportunity to finish what they may have been able to do. Right. You know, without getting into the debate over who got in and who didn't, essentially what the deal was was that over in the Western Conference, things were very tight. Uh, You had 12 teams Actually, I should I should probably pose it as you had a lot of teams in the running for those final four spots, right? Um, maybe final three. The Chicago Blackhawks were in 12th place in the Western Conference, and they were within six points of the playoff spot when this whole thing shut down. Sure. So, in in order to be equitable to them, you, you needed to pull 12 teams from the list. 
and that meant pulling 12 teams from the East. And so the Montreal Canadiens did get into this whole thing, even though they were 15 points out of the playoff spot in the East right. when this all went down. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, you have to make it equal on both sides of the ledger, and you have to be considerate of, of the Western Conference teams. You can't shove Chicago out just because Montreal's so far out on the other side. So that's kind of where right. they, they got the 2014 idea. And so the way that will work is that the fifth through twelfth place teams will play essentially what they're calling a play-in round, um, and it will be a best-of-five series. Okay. And then from that, from the results of that series, they will construct the final sixteen-team playoff bracket to start with the first round. Uh, the the top four teams in each conference get a bye, and the uh, the Flyers were fortunate enough on that run that they went on yes. in uh, the month of February and March to move into that fourth spot. So uh, the Flyers will get a bye uh, as far as uh, that first round is concerned. They don't have to worry about not making it in. But, again, in order to try to keep it as equitable as possible, those top four teams are going to play little round-robin series um, while the other teams are in their best-of-five series. And that round-robin series uh, will determine the top four seeds in each conference. And the reason they did that was because they wanted the teams to be able, the teams that weren't in that best-of-five, they wanted them to be able to play meaningful games in preparation for the playoffs. They didn't want, you know, hockey hockey's a weird sport. It's a sport of momentum. It's a sport of timing. And if you're not playing for lengths of time, you lose your sharpness as a team generally and, and as individuals, but really with players you're playing with. And honestly, when a lot of people think of buys, they think, okay, you get a rest, all that. Well, players have plenty of rest. <laughs> and being, uh, yeah. being in a buy might actually put them at a competitive disadvantage if the Flyers are coming out uh, not having played a meaningful game in oh, three yeah. months, four months. Uh, against, say, um, you know, a Pittsburgh team that just uh, fought for their lives in the best-of-five series against Montreal. So sure. they'll play in that round-robin series, and really it's a good situation for the Flyers because they they have nothing to lose. They are, the, they, you know, they go into the playoffs as the fourth team in that top four, and so all they can do is move up right. in, in the seedings. Um, so they'll, uh, they'll play a round-robin against um, Boston, Washington, and... The uh, third team is escaping me right now. <laughs> but um, they'll play that round robin, and then uh, that will determine um, you know which uh, team gets the top seed. And then they'll set up the playoff bracket so the top, remain- the top seed will play the uh, lowest remaining seed. If, say, Montreal does knock off Pittsburgh, um, Montreal would play whatever team wins the round robin sure. and so forth and so on. Well, so, and, and to your point, it makes yeah, sense. probably a more more detailed version of it than uh, no, no. I wanted to hear. But, uh, it lays things out nicely because there's the, there's the stages, there's, you know, phase two, three, and then when, where things may go. But that's really the order in which, the and, and to your points, a lot of good points there, the ability for the top four teams to not just have some kind of a practice thing where they're skating around, but they actually have something at stake, the seating would, yeah. would at least, you know, feed into the fact that they probably will play hard, but not maybe crazy hard because they obviously want to save themselves for when it really counts. Uh, for the for the round of sixteen, uh, so yeah, exactly. Yeah. Ryan Smith, manager, broadcasting and media services, hanging out with us. We have a quick break. We'll take 
Uh, Brian also does broadcasting for the team between periods for away games. Chat a few more minutes with him. We also are looking forward to having Madison Pruitt join us from The Bachelor season 24. She's a believer who's involved with something now called Faith Social, which is a a digital platform connecting Christians from all over the world to help uh, encourage them and bring resources together, kind of a one-stop shop thing. So we'll chat with her about that. Also, you're invited to text in 610-500-DOVE, 610-500-3683. Like to give away some gift cards today, courtesy of Brian and Chevrolet. We're talking Duncan and Wawa and Panera and Rita's. You choose which one you like, and we like to make a number of winners. So text in when you get a second, 610-500-3683. We'll throw your name in the hat and make a number of winners when the program winds down. Back with more in just a moment. Listen to Tim DeMoss Show, AM560, WFIL.com, and on WFIL app. Thanks for tuning in to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast with AM560, WFIL, and WFIL.com. AM560, WFIL.com, and on the app. Just like at the Flyers games for many years, skillets. And rebirthing, how they kick the evening off. We'll continue our chat with Brian Smith of the Flyers in a second. Just a quick check on the forecast first. Some sun and clouds to balance out of the afternoon. 88 the high. Clear 67 for the low tonight. And tomorrow, 80, uh, 89 the high with plenty of sunshine. The weekend looks to be kind of cloudy. 91 and 88 the high for Saturday and Sunday, respectively. Uh, chatting with Brian Smith of the Flyers. He's manager of broadcasting and media services, works in the press box, does a lot of stuff. But also, if you ever listen to Flyers games on the radio, he does the in, uh, you know, in-between period reports and sometimes has interviews with players. And as we've been talking about the, this hockey season, hopefully restarting before long, uh, I guess, you know, will you be doing some broadcasting? Because technically, all of the games are going to be, um, you know, away games. <laughs> yeah, probably will, yeah. This has been a completely new exercise as far as reinventing the broadcast world, uh, and not just for the NHL, but for all these leagues trying to get this whole thing going. <laughs> yeah. um, it, is, uh, it, it is really fascinating in terms of what's on the table at this point. You know, obviously, we would love to be playing with fans in the building. We all can't wait until we get back to that situation. For the time being, though, for this playoff run when there won't be fans in the building, it's a really interesting opportunity for the rights holders, for the TV crews and all that, to do things they can't do with fans in the building in terms of camera angles, things like that. Yeah. When you're trying to come up with camera angles and innovative stuff, you always have to be mindful of making sure you don't block seats and things like that. Uh, but this uh, this time, obviously, that won't be as much of an issue. So they're really uh, going to have an opportunity here to do some neat things that will look great on television. They probably won't be able to do them permanently. But I think if you're a fan and you're wondering what you're going to be watching, I think you're going to be watching something completely different than what you're used to watching. Mm. If you're watching a, a normal game where there are fans there, um, you're, you're, I think we're going to be dealing with uh, you know cameras along uh, you know along along the ice surface, like maybe you know set up in the lower bowl of, of rinks, um, you know cameras on tables, things like that. I think it's going to be pretty neat. Um, in terms of how we're going to do our side of things, um, it, it seems likely at this point that, uh, that that our broadcast crew will be stationed here in Philadelphia in a studio somewhere. And then uh, the, the league is somehow going to feed them a video feed um, that they can call the game off of. 
And again, without boring people on the on the uh, intimate details of play by play, it's kind of hard to call a game off a monitor if you're just calling it off this, off what we call the program feed, which is what everybody sees yeah. on television. So they're trying to come up with ways to give them additional views. Uh, and, and, and the NHL, especially, there's a lot of things that happen behind the play where the puck is not, like line changes and things like that. So trying to come up with a way that everybody can see those. It should be and very, then, uh, very interesting to see how that plays out. Yeah, yeah. And then as far as what I'm doing, you know, again, it's going to be it's going to be a very interesting overall environment. Um, you know, we are looking at ways to bring our fans together uh, for these games, uh, some way, some form. Um, we're, we're still kind of working on exactly what that'll look like, but we can envision, um, you know watch parties where fans you, know, you see, see a lot of these things with right. graduations are doing where right. folks are pulling up in their cars um you know we can see possibly having those going on uh again what form they take uh remains to be seen but um it is entirely possible that uh whatever we stage in terms of a uh a party or something like that that might be where i'm at have you, have um, you I, heard i'm not sure that we can well, have, 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 have you heard of any kind of way of uh, – just as you're talking, I'm thinking about reverse piping, like piping in fans to the places where the, you know, where the, where the, where the Flyers are playing, for example. If there's a watch party, is there a way to pipe them into the arena while they're playing so they actually feel a little something about what the energy that the fans are cheering for them? You know what I mean? There's even some yeah, kind of idea yeah, like I mean, that. You know, that, that whole thing is being handled at the NHL level by yeah. their game presentation people, and I know that some of the other – sports that have already started up playing without fans in particular i think soccer in germany uh, they have been uh trying to pipe in fan noise somehow uh, i haven't seen any of those games and i'm not really so i'm not really uh 100 sure what they've done but i can see them um you know they, they definitely have the capability to uh to make it sound like there are people there and i know in some of those german soccer games they've actually seen cardboard cutouts of people <laughs> That's that the funny. teams are put there. Um, so, so there, there's all sorts of uh, innovation um, uh, potential here with all this. And uh, like I said, I think uh, um, you know between the NHL's uh, game presentation department and their special events folks, and the innovation that's available at uh, NBC Sports, they're, they're going to come up with something that's going to be pretty cool uh, when the uh, when the games do get here yeah. in terms of making sure that uh, that fans can enjoy it from home and enjoy what they see. Yeah. Um, you know, we're, we're looking at ways that we can, uh, you know, get involved from here as well, whether that's, again, you know, doing watch parties somewhere or uh, somehow other trying to, to mimic the in-game experience as much as we can. Brian, it's great talking with you. Thanks for carving out some time and enjoy the rest of your day. And, Hopefully, when we get a little closer or into the thick of things and we know how things are playing out, we can have you on again later on sometime in the summer. But after you've had your college visits, enjoy your family time. That's yeah, important. Absolutely. Thanks. You, yeah, hopefully, you're not uh, too much longer here before we get going. Yeah, by the way, you may find this interesting. We, the adjustments, our engineer, Chuck, spent some time a couple of days ago installing these dividers. We have. At the, I'm in the studio here, and I have three – like I have three in-studio guests if I wanted. And he had to put in these dividers and, and – uh, he said, she said, like, how does it feel? I'm like, I feel like I'm at a hockey game. Like someone's about to check me into the plexiglass. <laughs> because Everybody's in the penalty box, right? They're all right. They're all, exactly right. So it's, it's kind of a fun. It makes me think hockey when I'm looking at these plexiglasses in front of me. But it's designed to keep in-studio guests, obviously, apart if, if that's the case. So anyway. <laughs> 
Well, Brian, thanks again, my friend, for calling or chatting with us today. And enjoy your family time and uh, adjusting to things. And we look forward to catch up with you again a little later on. Sounds good, Tim. Thanks. All right. Brian Smith, manager, broadcasting and media services for the Philadelphia Flyers, also does their uh, between periods radio uh, interviews and things and updates for the away games. So we'll take a brief break and then we're going to welcome aboard Madison Pruitt. She uh, was on season 24 of The Bachelor. She's a believer who's got some cool things to share for a few moments with us. And then we also have um, a song I'm going to play for you and a contest that we're doing currently on our site at WFIL.com. Before any of that, speaking of contests, just a quick congratulations to Carol and Esham Township, Diane in Philadelphia, Matthew in Harleysville, Diane in Memphis, Tennessee, winning online, and Rita in Southampton, New Jersey. They were winners in our uh, calling contest, that book we were giving away with Pierce uh, Brantley. He joined us on the program uh, about a month or two ago. Great guy, great interview, amazing story. Just one of many prizes we've been giving away with the Rewards Club. It's our free listener club. You're welcome to join it at WFIL.com. It's very easy to do. And when you're in the Rewards Club, you can kind of enter all the contests super quickly. So do that when you have a chance and tool around the contests and surveys page. You'll see a lot of fun prizes up for grabs there. Quick break. We'll come back and uh, join our conversation here with Madison Pruitt. And we also have some of those gift cards to hand out to Duncan and Rita's and Panera and uh, and Wawa. If you want to text in for that very briefly, it's simply 610-500-DOVE. 610-500-3683. Your name and which card you'd like. And uh, we'll draw some winners out here shortly. It's Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560, WFIL.com and on the WFIL app. Live and local. It's the Tim DeMoss Show, weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Our podcast continues. It's 441, Tim DeMoss Show and WFIL. Before we uh, join up with Madison Pruitt, let's just do a couple of congratulations here. How about Curtis in Sewell, New Jersey, picking up a Wawa gift card? Curtis sent 473 texts. Gift card. Next text has his address. Next text says Wawa. Last text says, thanks, Timmy. So my phone's buzzing. Boom, 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 boom. Congratulations, Curtis. We'll make you a winner. You also have Pam Newtown Square saying, I would love a Rita's gift card. So let's do that, Pam. And David in Springfield. He's... Easy to please, says Panera or Wawa works for him. He's uh, also mentioned that when we did the Trivia Thursday recently, he nailed five of the top ten favorite ice cream flavors in America and thusly scored five points for the guys who still lost 9-7, but at least it was a close game, and David's to thank for the guys. So, that said, those are all winners. Congratulations again, Curtis, Pam, and David, and if you want to take a, a second to text in at 610-500-DOVE, 610-500-3683, we'd like to give out gift cards. They're simple. Nothing whoop-de-doo, just $5.60, enough to get a couple of water ices or a hoagie or donut and coffee as a thank you for listening in. We like to do this every now and again and make a, a number of winners there, courtesy of Briner Chevrolet in Jenkintown. So it's just a fun, friendly way of interacting. So text in when you get a second, 610-500-3683. Let's see if we can make a few more winners here before the end of the program or near the end of the show. But before that, we want to bring in Madison Pruitt. She's uh, been on the, the Bachelor season 24. Also, 
now a part of something called Faith Social that she wanted to share about. How you doing, Madison? Hey, Sam. I'm great. How are you? Wonderful. Nice to hear your voice and make your acquaintance. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, sure. Uh, you know, folks know your name from The Bachelor, but today we wanted to focus on the pretty cool endeavor. It sounds like faithsocial.com. Take some time, share about it. Yeah, so, yeah, Faith Social is something that it, I'm really passionate about. Uh, a lot of people know that faith is very important to me, so this is something that I am very passionate about and absolutely love. But it's, a, it's like a one-stop world Christian community. It has everything. It's an app that you can access or a website that you can get on, but it has prayer, music, Bible study, uh, discussion forums with group chats, and all this different stuff. Basically, it is a way to just connect and people with all different faith backgrounds that can come together and connect in a really cool way. So I, I love that. Like, one thing that I love about them is that they welcome everyone. So it really doesn't matter where you're at on your faith journey. They include everybody, which is really huge and really important. Um, and so that's something that I absolutely love about the uh, Faith Social. But, yeah, it's a really incredible app and something that I has really helped a lot in this season, so I know that it would also be encouraging for other people as well, especially with the state that our world is in right now. Yeah, sure. And and my understanding is, although this comes in, it seems like very handy because of the fact that folks are still kind of separate. I mean, they're coming together in different ways and dribs and drabs. It's going to take a while probably for that to get back to where things were before. Uh, but this has actually been in the works for a long right. time, right? It's not just something that popped up out of a, a need to connect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, well, they've, they've been in development for about three years, but they just officially launched it uh, last Wednesday. So it's officially launched now, which is really exciting. Yeah. But, yeah, it came it's, – it's at a perfect time with just where our world is at right now. I know it can be, at least for me, like really discouraging sometimes when I'm kind of looking at the news or looking around at what's going on in our world. And so I know in those moments when we're feeling discouraged or just hopeless, it's – you know, we want to have those places we can go to to find hope or encouragement. And that's why I love Faith Social because it's just an instant, like as soon as I get on the app, like I'm just instantly encouraged. So yeah. that's something that, that I love about it and I feel like is kind of rare with social media. You know, sometimes you might feel encouraged, sometimes you might not. But Faith Social is really consistent with, you know, every time you get on there, you're going to leave better than when you got on there. Share for a minute, if you would, Madison, just, you know, about your testimony, how God came into your life and, you know, whatever else along those lines. You mentioned different folks can come from different perspectives to, to Faith Social. Yeah. How about for you? Yeah. So I was I was fortunate enough to grow up in a Christian household. I had two parents who uh, had a strong relationship with God and, and kind of raised me and my sisters in that way. But I would say it was about uh, my first year of college when my faith became really serious for me. And it was kind of in that moment where, I don't know, it was like no one was telling me what to do. No one was, you know, I wasn't being forced to do it. It wasn't just this tradition or this religion anymore. But now it was me on my own, and I had some decisions to make. And, and that was really the time that I took to really look within myself and say, you know, who does Maddie, who is Maddie, and who, who, who do I want her to be? And just really kind of looked within and just realized in that moment, like, I've, placed my identity and my worth and my hope and all of these different things and it just wasn't fulfilling to me and constantly left me wanting more and so I decided you know in that moment I'm just going to go all in with Jesus and see where it goes and I never turned back so yeah. that was kind of a defining moment for me was probably my my freshman year of college 
Interesting. Chatting with uh, Madison Pruitt. And, you know, I have a couple good friends, uh, Rob and Remy, their names, Madi. They were involved in reality TV several times. They encountered their share of challenges in terms of living out their faith in the Lord in an environment where it's not the norm. How was it for you in, in terms of your walk with the Lord and, and strengthening you or challenges you faced and being able to stay true to God while engaging those around you? I think anytime you're you're in an environment that's a little bit out of your comfort zone or a little bit out of your usual, it's gonna be it's gonna be hard and it's gonna be different. But I think for me it's all about, you know, the moments and the and the time behind the scenes that nobody else gets to see, you know. So for me, like all the, the years leading up to um, you know, a moment where everybody was watching me in those moments when nobody was watching me, like those are the moments where I was working on my faith and I was becoming the person that, that I wanted to be and continue to, you know, long to be. And, and then it was, you know, obviously a moment where, where everybody saw my faith, but it was in those moments of working on my faith and growing in my faith that I feel like really prepared me for when everybody kind of saw it on display. So, yeah, I would kind of say it's, it's those moments of preparation when nobody's watching that prepares you for the moments when all eyes are on you. Yeah. You know, also, Madison, you've been involved in a lot of outreach programs in your relatively short life thus far. Can you pick even just one that, you know, that you've been involved with and why you're passionate about it, why your heart is to serve? Oh, that's just one. That was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say probably there's, there's an organization that is not too far from Auburn. Uh, it's called Adellum House, and it's it's a home that welcomes in kids whose parents are incarcerated. So it's kind of a home and a place of, of just belonging for those kids who have really nowhere else to go. And there are some circumstances where some kids get left and they kind of get adopted later on or they become a part of the home kind of more long term. Yeah. Um, but I w- I'm very involved with that. My family's very involved with that. My mom serves on the board, and we go there very regularly, and we've fallen in love with one of the little girls there and honestly want to adopt her so badly. Wow. But um, we, we've, we're really passionate about that. And just, um, yeah, I w- honestly, any organization that kind of loves the unlovable and provides, you know, just hope for those who have, have nothing yeah. is something that I'm, I'm really passionate about and can get behind. So and I would probably say that's probably my biggest one. Very good. Madison, it's great, uh, great to talk with you, and thank you for sharing about faithsocial.com, and hopefully get a chance to chat with you again down the road. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much, Tim, for having me. Sure thing. Have a great rest of your day. You too. It's Madison Pruitt, Season 24 of The Bachelor, and also now with faithsocial.com. Quick break. Fun song I want to play for you. It's tied in with a contest I'll tell you about. Speaking of contest, two more congratulations in order. Jose in Philadelphia and Mark in Glenside both texted in and said, I'd like a Wawa gift card if you don't mind. I said, uh, sure, no problem. Well, I have to text them back, but I'm going to tell them that. You want to slip in here and maybe perhaps win a gift card? 610-500-DOVES, the number 610-500-3683. Just send a quick note, name, and if you have a preference, Duncan, uh, Panera, Ritas, or Wawa, and we'll draw several more winners here, I'd say. So get yourself in the running, and hopefully you win. Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560, WFIL.com, and on the app. Have a guest you'd like to hear on the Tim DeMoss Show on AM 560, WFIL? Email D at WFIL.com. It's 4.54 on the Tim DeMoss Show. Uh, let's see. Where am I? Oh, so speaking of that movie, Return to the Hiding Place, one of the guests we're looking forward to having on the program in the next, I'm going to say, week or so 
is John Reese davis one of the main characters and perhaps the most well-known actor in the entire film. Uh, he'll be joining us from the Isle of Man, which is in the middle of the ocean, halfway between Ireland and, uh, and England. Looking forward to having him on the program to talk about the film and other things. You, you may know John Reese davis like, I don't, who's that? He's, uh, you, you know him as Gimli from Lord of the Rings, the dwarf, the big beard, and uh, I did pretty good, don't I? And he's, uh, he's also in a couple of the uh, uh, Raiders, Raiders of the Lost Ark movies. He's done actually like a hundred different films and voice work and in Jungle Book and SpongeBob SquarePants and all kinds of things. So looking forward to having him on the program. Uh, we also have a couple other special guests. Adrian Bankert is her name. She has been on uh, ABC as a correspondent, Good Morning America. And uh, she has a book out in, on kindness. Kindness is your superpower. We'll talk with Adrian about that. And Dr. Tyler Sexton has written a book called No Such Thing as Can't, an amazing story. Uh, he wasn't going to live. Uh, he, you know, they, they did not think he would make it as a young child. He had a bunch of surgeries. And God's really used him in tremendous ways. So we're looking forward to having him on the program as well. That all said, I just want to end by playing a fun song by Colton Dixon. It's called Miracles. We have a contest on our site right now where you could actually wind up uh, singing along with Colton Dixon. and uh, or Well, he'll sing and you'll play an instrument. You'll actually team up with him. So check it out. This is Colton Dixon, Miracles. Look for the contest on our contest and surveys page at WFIL.com. 90 miles on the highway. Every day moving so fast, taking all the wrong ways out. Never saw you coming. You can see the stars align, but I know that it's more than timing. Right before I hit the ground, son. AM560 WFIL.com on the app. That's Colton Dixon. The song Miracles is newest single. And again, if you go to our contests and surveys page at WFIL.com, we have a pretty cool contest going, including a chance to play an instrument as backup to Colton as he sings that song. There's other prizes available there too. Check it out. And uh looking forward to our famous Friday show tomorrow. Have a great night. See ya. Thanks for listening to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. Feel free to tune in to the full show each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.